Hi friends, thank you for listening to Lift Season 2. Today I got to interview a dear friend of mine, Jamie Franz. I actually call her a sister because we go way back <laughs> to high school years. Um, Jamie is real and she is raw and she's truthful and she puts it all together in a really pretty package. She uh, is a mama too and works full time and she's talking today about how it's okay to not be okay all the time and the challenges and the struggles sometimes we have as moms with balancing it all. And so she's got such a great message. I walked away from this interview feeling so great and rejuvenated, and I hope you will too. Enjoy. I'm Jen, and listen, this is, I'm so excited. This is uh, season two of Lift, and I am, I'm, I'm, I've been freaking out all week because I'm so excited. I've got my friend, Jamie, who is a friend, a sister from boarding school, Bernal Academy. And I know we've talked. Hey, Jamie, how you doing? <laughs> I am great, Jen. This has been really exciting too. Like I was so excited that I kicked everybody out of the house and I was like, you cannot come home until later. Like you must leave. No, we should do this like at least once a week, right? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just so surreal. That's the great thing about like Zoom and the whole COVID thing and everything with social media is that we get to connect like this. And and um, I, I don't think I've seen you since like graduation or there might've been a reunion in there. We did the reunion and it's yeah. like you have your first baby. Yeah. And oh, as always, right. you were like amazingly, beautifully, you know, put together. We were all gawking at you going, God, she looks so great. Why can't right. we look like her? Oh my God. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. That's, yeah, that was a few years ago. That was uh, with Ella. And so that was at least 12 years ago. And so yeah. this is so cool because um, I, I follow you on, like I do many of our sisters on social media, but um you had an Instagram post uh, that popped up on my feed a few months ago, and I, I think it just, it really just moved me, and I think it's because of the space that I'm in um, in the past few months and, and everything with parenting and doing this whole deal as a single parent and uh, just my own space, but I admire a woman who is honest, who keeps it real, who keeps it honest and about everything. And you had a post, I won't read it, but I've got it right here. And it was basically like, my kid is driving me crazy. Like there I said it, you know, if you've got a problem with it, then F you, you know, I mean, there was more to it than that. And, and I know that it was a very, you know, personal post to you and, um, but that just struck me because it's like, we don't have enough women that are out there telling the truth, especially on social media. I used to be one of those. I used to be one of those, you know, parents, mom, woman that put the pretty things out there and hid all the shit. And there was a tall bottle of red wine that looked very sexy to drink. And I was like, yes. <laughs> So good. Or I can go work out on the Peloton and 
or kill myself, you know, I'm already really stressed out. So I might actually die tonight or I could just chill and put some music on and just put it out there. And that night was really hard. My soon to be seven year old at the time, he's now seven, was just bonkers. It was every night meltdown after meltdown, and it was just go to bed, go to bed. And everybody's sitting there, oh, your child's perfect. They're, you know, it, it'll be fine. And I was like, no, it will not be fine. Right. <laughs> like, I'm dying. Um, I am dying. I don't think you understand. Yeah. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. So I didn't have a support system to call and be like, hey, my kids drive me nuts because either my mom friends are dealing with the same thing but are too scared to say it mm-hmm. uh, or they're dealing with their own shit storms at home or it's like, do I want to burden one more person? So I just wrote it, right? And I posted it and I didn't realize how it took off. Like it really took off that night. Yeah. And the whole night it was like bing, bing, bing. <laughs> phone. Yeah. All the other women that were sitting there drinking their big bottle of wine are about <laughs> to lose their shit. They were like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was one of my girlfriends, she called me and she goes, Why are you so why do you have anxiety around us? And I said, because we're told to be perfect moms all the time. And when we're not, we're judged. And if we don't have the pretty pictures or the fun family outings, or if we're always saying the nicest things, we're judged. We're, we're, we're said so many things. And I was like, don't you just get tired of the judgment? Like, don't you just... it's exhausting it's exhausting and people think because you're perfect or you've got your shit together or that you've got this great family life that everything's happy and you know like oh well I'll go to them with all my problems no I've got my own (laughs) yes yeah yeah all right and also it's like how do I be more like that how do I be more like her who she's never losing her shit or she's always you know and so it's like you know what the the person on the other side what's wrong with me what's wrong with my parenting skills like why isn't my kid going to sleep why is my kid acting like this you think you're the only one because that's what you're seeing right it it is what you're seeing and you're also you're just what you're comparing yourself it's you're Mm -hmm. comparing like an apple to an orange, right? And you're like, well, why can't this apple be an apple, but it's an orange? And you're like, make it an apple. Um, I really just got tired of it. And living in the South, it's even harder. You know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we have way more pressures. And um, even I both went to an all-girls school. So that came with its own set of problems. Right. Because when men hear that you went to an all-girls school, they're like, oh, well, she's going to be the perfect MRS. Right. And you're like, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> like, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> like, I am not going to be the perfect MRS. So just because I went to boarding school and then college 
that did not make me like an MRS for you. Yeah. In fact, that made me the furthest thing from being an MRS. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if that's what you're looking for, you know, like red. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, because uh, that's not me. And you know, that, that came with its own set of problems. And, you know, I just got to a point this past year and I've shared with you a little bit, I've shared on social, um, my famous spring break trip where, you know, I just sat on that hammock and, you know, just really reflected. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. I, tell, tell them a little I bit think, about what you just told me. Cause I feel I think, like this was maybe, I think we all have that major shift. We don't know what, when it's coming or how, what, how that's going to be. But I feel like all of us, when that shift happens, mine was like a complete like rock bottom type deal. But I feel like all of us, when we have that big change, it's this, this shift. And I feel like that hammock for you maybe was that shift. It was. And so, um, you know, the kids were having spring break. I just got legislative session here in Florida had, was ending so it was like perfect timing it could not have been just perfect any more perfect timing and the weather was perfect um and had this house to go to and said you know here take the kids kids you go to grandparents house and mom needs to kind of just do some soul searching and just sitting on a hammock by myself and people are probably like, that is boring. No, it was so great. <laughs> Let me tell you, you go pick up your favorite wine and you just sit there with a bottle of water and you've got some wine and you just stare into space. You said you did get up to go to the bathroom. It, I did. It might have been like far. in a bush or something, right? Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was way too far for me to walk. Like, I was yeah. Like, you were in so, your zone. Yeah, I really was. I mean, I was just sitting there and I wrote and I wrote and wrote and wrote. And I, you know, like I wrote 40 pages of just thoughts and feelings and where I was and what was going on. And that was so, so, so therapeutic. I mean, I took a picture at the very end of it, of that day, and I posted it on my social and it was a black and white photo. No makeup, mm-hmm. just me laying on this hammock. And everybody was like, so pretty, so beautiful. Um, my mom said, what happened to the bags underneath your eyes? And I was like, well, thanks, right? You know, like, thanks for that compliment. She's like, you look young again. And I said, I feel young again. Like, I feel restored. Mm. I feel like something's at peace. And I said, hey, you know, I'll come get the kids in, you know, a day or two or something. Are you okay still? And she's like, yeah, we're great. And I thought about staying on that hammock a lot longer because mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is better than any spa I've gone to. Like, yeah. And I paid some money for some spa treatments. Right. <laughs> but the next day I saw the kids and my 10-year-old said to me, mom, you look so good. Wow. She was like, where did you go? Because mm-hmm. she thought I went to the spa without her. Like she was in tears. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just sat on a hammock, my dear. <laughs> like, and you're like, there's this hammock that <laughs> I found. It was, I mean, 
had, it's the magic was, hammock. But. It was. It was such a great hammock. Uh, but it was it was good times for sure. And I I got to reflect on where I was in life, what I wanted out of life, what had happened in the last 10 years. Um, so much life has happened in the last 10 years that I feel like I'm almost like a hundred. Yeah. And I've never taken time for myself. Mm. Yes. And so I felt very selfish um, and it felt good. It felt really good. But then it gave me a voice and it came back with a voice from that trip. And it was no. I started saying no to a lot of things. I was like, no, I, I don't think that's going to work for us today. Or no, we're not going to attend that party. Or no, I don't need to do the laundry right now. Like it's, and I was killing myself yeah. as a mom. Yeah. I was, I was doing all the things. And not and slowing down to listen never. to that voice. Yeah. Yeah. Never. And, you know, I sat there and I was like, no, like no is no guys. You've got to do your homework. You've got to figure it out on your own. I started being a lot tougher on the kids too. Like, Hey, it's your project. Like your grade, your project. I don't care anymore. Literally giving me chills. You're literally giving me chills because it's, it's, (laughs) The, the word, no, I have a friend that always says no is a, is your full sentence. Like no can, is a complete sentence. You don't have to follow it with anything. You don't have to make excuses. No hmm. can be no. And 43 years old, 44 years old, that's so tough for me still. Like, it's like, I, you know, you said something about being from the South. I think a lot of it has to do with that too. You know, you're, you're, we're brought up in these Southern families where, you know, we just want to please it's, it's the people pleasing thing. And and we were taught kind of not to say no, to just do it, look pretty and not complain about it. And so Jen, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. You had pretty, right. I had cute. So you always got to be like the pretty, like pretty boy. I just got to be the brunette curly girl. That was cute. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, but it's like, oh, and you're right. And so it's like, it just is this constant flow of routine and doing and yes, and yes to everything. And then we're stuck with just not hearing what these, you know, what our feelings are saying inside of us. And that totally happened to me until, you know, I just exploded, but it's like, it, yeah. And so, but I felt like I was, but I felt like before all of that happened, I was like a little fireworks show happening. Right. Mm, right. <laughs> and like little fireworks were happening. And finally it was like lava just spewing out of me. of like, this is what I don't like about my life. And it was, not you, not the kids, not the house, not anything. It was just me. Like, this is what I don't like. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in a happy place. Therefore, I, as 
any kind of partner cannot be happy right now. And you've got to allow me some space and let me like my mind. And I think when you get it all out in your truthful, it helps because then people start understanding where you're coming from. And they're like, oh, okay, it's not me per se. It's what they're going through, but it's the people pleasing that was killing me. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, people would come over all the time. They're like, we love coming over to your house and hanging out. You're such a great hostess. You make everybody feel warm and fuzzy. And I'm like, just go home. People right. just go- <laughs> I'm exhausted from doing this. Now leave. <laughs> like, just yeah. go. Because there's so much effort put into that. There's it so is. much effort. And then you're missing the entire event or uh, what's really happening in the moment because you have built all of this up and saying yes and doing and making it perfect. And, and so I, yeah. I think we started to see the cracks kind of come undone and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And we had, as a family, had, we have lots of family in Tallahassee and we had said, we're going to go to this house for like breakfast. We're going to go to this house for like brunch. And we're going to go to my house apparently for dinner. Right. And my mother-in-law was coming over every day and setting up the house to be the most perfect setting. I mean, I was in the toilet one day and she didn't even knock anymore. She was just coming in with boxes and like, perfect decorations and I'm like what the hell is going on in my house right and she's like it's for Thanksgiving and I was like oh okay thanks right but it was so exhausting I didn't even get to enjoy Thanksgiving and then Christmas um I just instead of like making it perfect I just said you know what guys I'm just gonna put a tray of food out and whoever's hungry just fit for yourself like that's Christmas Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, because you, as a, as a mom, especially as a mom for Christmas and the holidays, we want it to be perfect. Absolutely, we want, yeah. Right? So we're doing all the things. We're, we're running around. We're making everything happen. We're making it magical. We're Santa Claus. We're, you know, the freaking elf on the shelf. I mean. <laughs> Who invented that? Because I want to kill them. Oh, I, now I can't get rid. Once you get one, you can't get rid of it, right? Two you know, I mean, two. Oh my God, that's insane. That's we just a, crazy. We have a boy and a girl. That is, that's just dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> they they need to go somewhere today. Go bury them somewhere so, today. <laughs> the boy, so the girl, right, had this elf, and the boy was like, "I want one," and I was like, "No, we don't want two of you." Right? Oh he God. has to have, like, his own name. So, uh, like, they all have their names. <laughs> and my kids don't come up with easy names. They come up with, like, Cookie, Snowflake, Winter Frost. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. There's well, a lot of, lot of liquor to remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. Jeez. I mean, it is. It's all the things. And, you know, you're talking about this. I mean this past Christmas, I, I was so overwhelmed with, I don't know, everything. And I do it to myself. And then Christmas day comes and it's like, I don't want to take down any of my stuff because I feel like I have not sat 
and enjoyed it. I remember yeah. thinking that on Christmas. It's like, how did this day get here? And I completely just swarmed through the past month to get to this day. And now it's like over and done. And, and it, I mean, that, that's how it works. And as much as I want to be like in the moment and try to like focus on what's going on, there's a million other things going on. Tell me a little bit about your PT, PTO thing or PTA. So this past school year, um, so last year when we had COVID, I was at home and because I was at home when I was working from home, um, I had some flexibility with my job. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, the kids are, my kids were doing everything digitally. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of their class was, or their little class was a digital class. And so I signed up to be like class mom with the neighbor. So the neighbor and I are a class mom and she's a little bit more different of a class mom than I am. She likes to give out gift cards and like, you guys all go at it and have fun. And I was like, well, let's plan dance parties via Zoom for these kids, right? Because they miss each other. And my daughter was missing that interaction, especially mm-hmm. like the first nine weeks. And so we had, you know, little dance parties. We were doing fun things. It gave me appreciation for teachers because I couldn't imagine in the digital space. And um, so we set up a dance party and just kind of giving you the backdrop, we did a waiting in the lobby on Zoom. Worst mistake ever, because I didn't know it. And all these parents are texting me and calling me and I'm actually on a work call and I'm like, people just stop. (laughs) Right. And the teacher's like, welcome to my world. She's like, I'm trying to teach your children and you parents are just texting me nonstop. So it gave me like a huge appreciation of the Zoom world for right. And we finished out the school year and somewhere somewhere down the line I don't know I get a phone call from my daughter's teacher and she's like hey I'm volunteering like Vaughn told you that you're the fourth grade um, classroom mom and I'm like whoa what what like I don't have (laughs) like not like I'm trying to say no right and I'm trying and I, I t- like, I'm very honest with her and I'm like, well, okay, but it's not going to be pretty this year. I'm just telling you that, like, it's not. At least you gave that disclaimer, right? <laughs> I did. I want to say I gave that disclaimer. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was drinking wine too. Because so. <laughs> I remember sitting on the floor of the kitchen and Jess going, oh, like, you know, just going, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Mentally. I can, like, I can see it. I can see the train coming at me. Yep. And I'm trying to put blinders and brakes and say, no, I'm nice. I'm a very nice person. And just like you are. And I think it's just, oh, okay, well, great. I'll do what I can, you know. And, but we have the Halloween party that shows up in the other class mom is like, hey, I'm going to do all these things. And I'm like, great. I'm going to go to Michael's. And I'm going to get you some crafts and you can just figure it out. Like, that's, that's the extent I got going on. <laughs> like, I am dead. Right. Um, 
and I, and I did have a conversation with the teacher and I was like, look, I really appreciated that you needed a mom. You reached out to me because you had a relationship. You felt like you could, but I don't know how great I'm going to be. I don't think I can do all the things. Mm -hmm. And I think she really took that to heart too, because all of a sudden I started seeing emails with, Hey, sign up here for things. So she was taking on the role. Yeah. And I was getting phone calls like, Hey, did you sign up to bring marshmallows? And I was like, what are y'all talking about? And they're like, Oh, you know, the classroom is doing a party. And I was like, Oh, didn't even know y'all had a party. Like, <laughs> like you're great. I am out. So like, she got the hint. <laughs> I think she did. I think the um, field trip that the kids took to St. Augustine <laughs> really kind of showed on my face. <laughs> right. <laughs> you were like, all right, we need to give uh, Jamie a uh, little break here. <laughs> Well, so, you know, that was a very interesting trip where you would show up at 4.30 in the morning to take a school bus, or not a school bus, a charter bus, no. for three and a half hours, oh, right, gosh. with all these fourth graders to St. Augustine for the day. It's like going to Atlanta for the day and coming back. That's, it's a four-hour drive. I mean, that was like they were testing you. That was like your make or break point, right? I mean, 4.30 in the morning with fourth graders. So, I mean. So the parents on the bus were surviving. And <laughs> apparently a lot of a lot of us were a little bit annoyed because the chargers on the bus aren't working, the, like the plug outlets. And so, you know, we're like saving our devices. Because <laughs> we're all like, oh, these kids are going to run out of juice soon. Like, we're going to be held hostage right. <laughs> 10 year olds um so we get to St. Augustine we're all having a great day and then you get like a small window of like the little kids you're chaperoning to take them shopping mm -hmm. okay there I get four 10 year olds or four 10 year olds who have been given like 30 dollars all they want is ice cream and sugar I found another parent and I pawned them off and I went to the Columbia, which is my favorite restaurant. And I was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to enjoy my lunch. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I really did. I pawned these kids, including my daughter to another parent. And I was like, can you take them? I'll be right back. I really, I did. I mean, I found him and he was, he was standing next to the balloon guy. You know, you know, those guys that make balloon characters. Yeah. And he was like, we've been here for like 45 minutes. He was like, all the kids need to have a balloon apparently. And I'm just checking out dollars. I was like, more. <laughs> and uh, he was like, so how is the Columbia? And I was like, oh, it was fantastic. Like, <laughs> You're like, here, I took a picture of my lunch and uh, let me show it, it to you. Like, so might have had a sangria or two. I don't know, but. This was a dad. This was a dad that was on the chaperone that you pawned yeah. the kids off to. Okay. <laughs> that dad wanted to kill you, I'm sure, but was envious. <laughs> he was so envious because I think all he wanted was a Coke that day. And he was like, <laughs> 
all Pepsi products in this town. Like, I just want a Coke. <laughs> like, the guy was cracking me up because he was like, I just need caffeine. Like, I'm dying here. Um, but we got back on the bus. And I think that's when, you know, the teacher and I were also having another, like, another heart to heart about, like, hey, I don't know, you know, like, next year, you know, if you're planning on signing me up, like, no. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just, I can do what I can do. And I'm learning, I'm learning those baby steps. And I'm yeah. learning to really put my foot down and not get overwhelmed anymore and not do all the things, not do all the parties. My kid doesn't need to go to every birthday party. Right. You know, yeah. um, just doesn't. And um, I was really impressed because I think the kids started to see this sort of change. Mm-hmm. And when I asked John Clayton what he wanted to do for his birthday, he said, I really would just like my five best friends to come over. And that's all I want. I was like, are you sure? You don't want a costume party. You don't want to do like horses. Cause every year I had done themes and he was like, no mommy, I just want backyard party. And Ann and I talked about like, well, what kind of like, you're a guy, what kind of party do you like the boys like? And he had suggested Nerf guns and said, we'll do some, you know, I'll go pick up some Nerf guns with my brothers. We'll come out and set up some forts. And there's this amazing one acre backyard that everybody can play and Nerf out on. And I was like, great, wonderful. You know, like that sounds like the best. Um, And it was, it was dads with their sons nerfing out. Perfect. And that's what they wanted. That's what your son wanted. And you're, you're kind of free. Like they freed you up. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was fine. Everybody was fine. I mean, it was fine. And And it's, yeah. And it just is, I have to realize that I'm the one that is usually causing the chaos of the craziness, right? Because the kids keep it simple, you know, especially if they're younger, like your children, it's like, they're very simple. They don't require a whole lot. It's just me that is making the chaos of giving them too many options or, you know, wanting the best of the best or the, to do my best. And it's like, they don't want that. They just, they really want you to be present. You know, they want you to, to be there as a mother without, checking the phone, checking the email, checking the, you know, all the other things. That's, that's exactly what Kyra had wanted for her birthday. So I had asked her, cause it was a big 10 and it was shortly after her brothers. And I said, okay, now what do you want for your birthday? She goes, I just want you for the day. And I was like, what do you mean? You just want me. And she's like, wow. Could you just not be on your phone for the day. Mm. And I said, sure, we can make that happen. You know, like good Friday is, a few days after your birthday, but we can make it happen. And I did. I took both kids to Destin, um, checked into my parents' house and kind of like, hey, mom, I need you to watch my son because I can't do him and her, Mm -hmm. but I can just do one. And booked us at a spa nearby. 
And it was just, I asked her if I could take photos. That was the only time I took out my phone was just to take photos. Yeah. And she was like, yes, you can take photos. And she got a massage. She got pedicure. She got a manicure. You know, she was in her best 10-year-old life, but she was just happy because it was just her and I. When I got done, I said, hey, we're in Destin. I'm happy to take you to any restaurant. It's your birthday. Where do you want to go? And she also knows that I don't like Destin traffic during like spring break, Easter time. It's 98 is just very jam-packed. So she knows that like, oh, mom's just going to complain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she goes, do you mind if we go to this Mexican restaurant that's like just down the street with no traffic? And I was like, sure. And she's like, I know that you won't be so stressed out. I know that you'll just, and I said, Kyra, you don't have to speak to my heart. Like, I don't want you to people please me. And she's like, no, but I just, I know that I could go to any restaurant tonight. And I really love you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't want to. I just want to go eat enchiladas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure, bring it on, girl. Like, Yeah, just simple. Yeah. She was really simple that night and she curled up in bed with me that night and she was like, this was the best day. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. Like I was laying in bed. Right. And I was thinking about like the cost it would have been for a birthday party and the goodie bags. And, and it came out to just the same amount, but she appreciated that birthday more than any other of the birthdays. Cause I asked her, I was like, well, hey, what did you like about your fifth birthday? She's like, I don't know. Where, where, where was I? And I was like, what do you mean? You were on horses that day. <laughs> like, right. The whole class was on horses. Or we had a Chick-fil-A party. Or, and I, it dawned on me that they don't remember. They just remember your mood. Mm, right, yeah. Mm. And that is what they carry with, with them. And I think because my mind shift is shifting right now and I'm still going through stuff and I'm still dealing with some personal stuff, I'm trying to make sure that they are not affected. Right. Yeah. And that's tough, right? Because they see the stressors. They see kind of what's going on. And you're like, but hey, this isn't, this should not pertain to you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, I've gotten really good about like if I need to have a conversation going away from them to have that conversation leaving the room or exiting the house to have that conversation because it really shouldn't affect them or they shouldn't hear it and so therefore and we try to keep everything very peaceful like everything's Switzerland and it's hard when you're having a bad day right you're like Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, can you just You're like my brain is on fire right now, but I am putting on the smile and So one dinner. of the things one of the things I tell the kids in the morning is like, guys, this is where mom can handle. Mm. Oh, and, I love that. And please don't go over that. Right. And that I is actually that. that has helped us because Kyra and JC, when I have them, they get very they go at each other. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> right? And they are just attacking each other and fighting and they're fighting over dumb stuff, like a Lego piece. And I'm like, oh my God, you have 900 and something Legos, like really? Right. <laughs> that one black piece? Like, what? And, but I'm like, guys, this is where I'm at. Like, this is, mm-hmm. this is where mom can handle. Please don't go over that today. And I love that. And that kind of lets them know on their level where you are and where they can't pass. Because if they don't know, they don't yeah. know, you know, they, they they're right. not feeling. Yeah. Mm, I and love I that. think just having that honest conversation about, Hey, I'm not feeling it. I'm not really appreciating this mindset with you guys. Uh, when John Clayton went crazy that night, I looked at him in the face and I was like, you are driving me nuts. Like, I love you but you were driving me nuts and I'm going to say goodnight to you and I'm going to leave the room. Now, the next morning he kissed me and he was like, mom, I'm sorry for driving you nuts. And I was like, thank you. But do you know why you're driving me nuts? Like, I don't want you to apologize to apologize. I want you to understand the, like what was going on. And he said, Yes, because I was crying over the Pokemon card that I couldn't find, but I found underneath my pillow. And I was like, okay, do you see how that could drive somebody nuts? Like, and he was like, yeah, I can. And I was like, good. Like, I'm really trying to talk to them about like their actions. And they're trying to be very mindful that they are small people and they have big emotions. And as parents, like, we have big emotions and we have, we have things going on. You know, we have relationships, we have people, spouses, lovers, whatever. We have all of that going on. And we just, you know, I was talking to our girlfriend last night, a mutual girlfriend, and it's just, it's so much. Mm-hmm. It is, <laughs> it is so much. And finding that balance I feel like it's a different, it's different for me every single day um, of finding that middle balance to keep, to to keep it all together with, and to be, you know, to be truly balanced on the inside where that's not going to, you know, where I can be nice to the kids, but that might explode in traffic or at work or, you know, something else finding that like middle balance inside. Um, I did want to ask you what you do on a daily basis or what's your like go-to to to keep that in check. That's a really cool thing. I'm going to start doing that with my kids in the morning before everybody gets on the school bus. So I, I have a mantra that I put over my computer and in my bathroom and in my closet that says, I am not going to allow the day. I'm not going to be a victim of the day. Mm. Like this day is not, I'm not going to be a victim, right? I choose to be happy today. I choose to not be a victim. And I have to keep reminding myself because if I become a victim, then I'm like, oh, I had a bad day. Yeah. Oh, like the kids are, okay, so what, right? The kids are going to drive me nuts. But I can either let myself be a victim of the day and just be, you know, go into an inward mindset and spiral, or I can be like, I'm, I'm not going to be a victim of the day. 
And that really shifts my mindset when I say those words out loud to myself, because then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to allow this bad day to really play into everything. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and then we're going to start fresh and we're just going to go. And Jen, it took 45 years to get there and I'm still working on it. Mm. Yes. You know, and I think as women, we have to think about what's more important. Do we really want to kill ourselves like doing all the things or do we just want to be happy? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's more important happiness or killing yourself like I feel like when we do all the things we are slowly killing ourselves and I've had some amazing life coaches kind of jump in and intervene and say some things that have helped me and once I realized like okay you know what I can do this or I can move on or I I can do all the things then I think that really helps. Oh my but we, gosh, we get so bogged down that we don't think that we can. Yeah. 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 And overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And, and then that leads into doing more things, you know, to compensate oh, yeah. for what we think that we can't do. Yeah. And so it's this constant, constant revolving. It's a vicious thing. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm constantly, and I find myself and I, not find myself now, but I found myself in that cycle. Yeah. And that's when I had to jump and say, okay, enough is enough. Like I'm yeah. done. Do you think in that hammock, when that shift happened, do you think that was a big piece of that was, was finding yourself? Like with that quiet time and being away from everything and just sitting there that you were able to I think to it say, was going back to my 18-year-old self. Oh, yeah. Right? And prior to me sitting on that hammock, I had been asked a question. And it was from a life coach that I've been working with. And it was, what makes you happy? What has made you happy? How can you find that happiness again? And... I think those questions were sitting in my head and I think I had to go back to when I was 18. Like I had to do all this reflection, right? Mm-hmm. And 18 wasn't a great year, but it was a, a reflecting year. You know, we had just graduated from high school, going into college, trying to find ourselves, who we were. Um, and I think a lot of that played into that where I was like, man, if I could have gone this path, right, at 18, what would my life look like? If I went this path at 18, what would my life look like, right? And so it was a lot of reflecting. And I think I went back to when I was 18 again. And I think when you when you open those doors again, you're like, oh, maybe I should have kept those doors shut. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they were good. <laughs> I don't know. But I went back to when I was 18. And I mean, it was great because, you know, after I left the hammock, of course, I had to go eat. So I met up with some friends, you know, at a restaurant. And I got to talk to them about, you know, some of the things I had been experiencing. And they were like, oh, that's really therapeutic. Like, that's really good. And, you know, glad you, you know, did something to help yourself. And, but I think going, sitting on that hammock, um, 
you know, I tell all my friends now, like if you get a chance, if you have just the chance to do something like that, do it, right? And if it's just for a day, just do it. Go and find yourself for a day. Mm -hmm. And probably don't drink as much wine as I did. (laughs) (laughs) And certainly don't drink as much wine as I did. (laughs) Because the kids were trying to say goodnight to you. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm going to text you goodnight. (laughs) Mommy needs her space. (laughs) Mommy loves you, but mommy cannot say goodnight. Um, but I, but I honestly, whatever it is that makes you happy or what you think might make you happy, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then go from there and then figure it out and say, okay, this is what makes me happy on that hammock. What made me happy was writing. And so I just wrote. Yeah. I wrote and wrote and wrote until like the sun was going down and I was like, okay, I probably should go eat. I'm really kind of drunk. And (laughs) (laughs) I kind of need to figure some stuff out now. I need to figure out how to get to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to make me happy. (laughs) Yeah, like things going to make me really good because I think it was just eating like tuna dip and crackers or something. I was like, starving. Oh my God. I love it. Like I absolutely, this has given me life really, because I feel like, you know, all of this is in my head and I feel like I'm, I'm aware of it and I try to do it every day, the things that you're talking about, but just putting it out there and talking about it makes us more aware. And, you know, I have to be reminded because like I said, like we're sitting here talking about, it's like, it just, the day and doing all the things, it just flies by. And, you know, being able to just sit with your true meaning and the true, like what truly makes you happy as a, as a human, as a woman, as a, you know, away from the kids, away from your husband, away from all the things, um, is what makes me tick. Like that's what makes me be my authentic self and where I'm chill and I'm cool and my vibration is you know passing on to my kids and my kids pick that up and they're like okay cool chill all right you know um but crap I I don't I don't do it every day you know I mean I just I don't do it enough you know I have found that we we really should just do it as much as possible I mean I joke with my seven-year-old all the time that I'm just going to play Nintendo Switch and to hang out and eat the cheesy puffs like he does, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, but how are we going to get laundry? And I'm like, I don't know. You can figure it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why do I have to do it all? <laughs> oh, my but God. I, I, love do, I do think that we have to, as women, Jen, really, really just kind of put ourselves first. Men do it all the time. Yeah. Men legitimately put themselves first all the time. Why can't women? I know. I know. And they don't even think about it. Like they don't even, it's, you know, it doesn't even phase them. It doesn't phase them. Right. You know, they Um, get up in the morning. They're like, this is my agenda for the day. And I'm going to do all the things I want to do. Well, okay, great. Wonderful. (laughs) 
there's, there's other things going on. You know? So I, I've kind of picked up the whole man attitude where I'm like, you know, I've got shit I've got to want to do myself. You know? Yeah. Why I not? My, I want to get my hair done today. Like, <laughs> and it's okay. Like, you know, I, I think there's also like going back to what we were first talking about, you know, it's like, we have this guilt. I think we have this built in guilt mm-hmm. that if we do it, we're not doing all the other things. And for me, it's like, it's all right. Like, it's okay that I'm taking this break or that I'm walking away for three or four hours or, you know, it's all right. You know, that's what is the difference between guys and girls. Guys are like, who gives a F, you know, it's like, but we have all these feelings and emotions behind it. Um, and just being in the center of that and just saying like, things will get done. And if they don't, that's okay. But yeah. this is what I'm doing for me today. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I've, I've really had to kind of like say that several times and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do a hard pass though with the dishes, right? Like I'm not going to leave the dishes in the sink. Like that's, you know, where I draw the line a little yeah. bit. <laughs> like the kitchen's got to be clean. The house has got to be a little bit picked up. But I mean, but not all the things have to be done. Not all the emails have to be sent out uh, to like the parents and friends. And um, I've started really kind of taking on a persona of I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm trying to be rude. It's just maybe I just don't have the time right now or I'm going to forget. In my mind, I feel like I've texted you, but maybe I haven't and I'm so sorry, but, you know, like that happens to me a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I have a girlfriend that will call me and she's like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, no, I'm not mad. I'm just, I've got like a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And it's and I'm like, and I'm like, it's okay. Like you're still my friend. So everything this has be been fine. so good. Oh my God. Will you come back? Yes. I would love you that. You are amazing. I just, you have given me life today. You gave me life on right. that post. Continue just to be honest and open like you are, because I feel as a, as a mother, as a woman, as a, full-time employee like we need more women that are just honest yes you know because I feel like you're shining the light on the path of you know we're just all trying to walk this together and uh, we need that support and you are that person you are that person and so it's been so cool I love you need to do this more often I know, I know. And I hope that, you know, we can reach out to at least that woman that's, you know, behind the screen or behind the door in the closet, just like, oh my God, I'm losing my shit. Like, what do I do next? You know, I I think there was a really good message here. And I personally am going to work on saying no as much as I can. I love it now. (laughs) That's my mission. Like, this is where my level is. Like, this is where it's at. Absolutely. I'm going to use that in the morning. I can't wait. Uh, But Jamie, I love you. Thank you so much for this. And please come back. And I will talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Love you. Bye, Jen. Love you.